Well, yeah, let, um, me, wel- let me welcome you to the Itaboo podcast. And, uh, thank, and you, it, thank you very much. An intro would be great. Thank you. Well, look, um, I, so my name is Rohit. I'm uh, the sales director for Pager. Um, my background has been, uh, well, I've been in the recruitment industry for over a decade. So I am showing my age a little bit. Um, I uh, started as a recruiter. I actually um, fluked it into getting into recruitment. I didn't just fall into it. I fluked it. Uh, and I'll give you a story later on. Um, so I was there for, well, I was doing recruitment for about four and a half years. And then I worked for um, your good old friends, Broadbean, yeah. for, for a good six and a half years. Uh, and, I, and I was there and um, I then I then co-founded um, Pager with uh, Darren and I uh, and Kelly Robinson, who, who's out in uh, in the States. Um, you know, um, Pager basically helps recruiters engage with their social media networks uh, and ultimately drives applications back to your website. Um, most important thing we also do is the employee engagement piece. Uh, and I think we're probably one of the best ones out there because if marketing were to create something or find something, they can then distribute that out to to individual re- recruiters or individual sales teams within your business. And they can then populate it onto their social media pages with, with a click of a button. Um, so they don't need to log into anything. They don't need to um, do something else because I, I believe salespeople don't, necessarily or should log into anything else you know they've already got their crm to log into yeah this that and the other they they don't want to be logging into something they just want to do something quick and fast and you know me coming from a recruitment perspective i I kind of understood what a recruiter's thinking so pager does like um, a uh, a row hit test so anything new we release if if i don't understand it or uh if I don't get it, it's not being released until it until it makes sense in my mind. Yeah, that way. yeah, it's a good it's a good way to good way to go. I mean, you so you were you were in recruitment before you joined Broadbean. You were about two thousand seven to two thousand twelve in recruitment. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, so um, I finished. Well, I I left university. My parents were really disappointed. I was I was studying building surveying at the time. Um, it's a pretty dry subject. No, it's a great subject. A great, and the reason why I, I chose it was purely based on how much money I could earn. I didn't, I didn't think, you know, I actually, should I do this because I actually really enjoy it? No, I'm doing it because I'm going to university to make my parents happy. And uh, I need to just... Um, do it because it's the right thing to do. Um, after sort of seven months, I left, and uh, I had a, a a business at home running a, a cricket coaching company, and I was doing that for a little while. And then my parents were really unhappy. They were like, you know, what are you going to do? And this and the other. And what was funny is in two thousand and seven, you mentioned uh, that yeah. was a recruitment. I didn't. My first call wasn't to go online and look for a job. I opened up the yellow pages and looked up recruitment agencies because I, I clearly needed to go to a recruitment agency to find a job. So I, I called up um, a company um, and I said, hey, I'm, I'm looking for a job. 
can you you know help me out and uh, they went you know what you sound really good do you want to come and work here as a recruiter I went yeah go on then That's, uh, and it was a guy called Josh Young uh, he actually um, owns a job board now actually um, he used to work for a company called Highfield uh, which one and uh, he, used to, he used to work for a company called Highfield recruitment based Highfield, in okay. yeah but Josh Young also went to my school <laughs> Which so how random is that? I opened up a Yellow Pages book, and back then it was really, still really thick. And I went on to recruitment agencies. Clicked. Um, I then looked at this company, and Josh Young just happened to pick up the phone. He said, "Look, come down, and we're doing this assessment day." I went, "Great, yeah, I'll do this assessment day." So I went down there, and there was like seven or eight people um, in this uh, room. And I'm thinking, what have I got myself into? What am I doing here? You know? And uh, they were like, oh, um, so the first task, or the first kind of um, subject was to sell your hobby. Obviously, mine was cricket. And uh, we all went around and, you know, I was like, you know, I'm passionate about cricket and I love cricket and this, that, and the other. And uh, straight away, the, the owner of that business said to me, so Rohit, who should who should leave? Who who do you think should should leave the the process? Who who didn't sell your hobby in the right way? And I went. So you want me in front of everyone to to tell you who should leave the interview process? And and, and I just thought that was the the norm. So then I just said, look, I, I think he should leave because I don't think he sold his hobby in the right way. Yeah. And I couldn't believe it. I, I that's, quite that was, a, that's quite a baptism of fire. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it, it, it is old school, but but back then, you know, what, what, I didn't know any better. Um, I was really naive to the whole thing. And uh, anyway, long story so, short. So, so, question. Sorry, quick question. What, given given what you know now, would you have replied in the same way? No way I would have replied in a much different way, 100%. And do you know what? I picked up a Yellow Pages book, which is the other thing. I, I, I wouldn't have even started there. But, but the, rep the reply, the response, thinking about it, good question, Steve, because I haven't really thought about... Yeah, I would, have, I would have gone deeper into why someone should have left, but it was brutal. Mm. To say it in front of someone is is pretty harsh. Yeah, it might. Um, I wouldn't even turn up in the first place, but hey, I I did, and I, I you know it, it's a journey, right? And everyone's got their own story. Um, so after after that, um, the whole process, I um, they said, look, we've got a, an opportunity in London. Do you want to go? And it kind of kicked off there, and I, I was there, and then I went to Square One, and then. Um, went to MSI group with Nikki Simpson um, and then a couple of other recruitment agencies. And then I, I, I don't know, it, it, it was finding it really tough because I was working hard and I've always got this ethic for my parents to work hard, but I don't think people had, and now looking back at it and actually thinking about it, I don't think people had the patience to, train someone who was really young and hungry because they also needed to hit their targets as well and mm. someone couldn't just 
being, I, I couldn't have sort of that mentor to go, look, this is how you do it. And this is the right way to do it. It was always the wrong backward way of doing recruitment. You know, maybe it's happening now, but you know, calling up for references when I, th I don't need to reference the candidate, you know, and trying to get a job from that client and CV stripping. And uh, it, to me, that wasn't, it wasn't right. It didn't feel right. But at the time I thought, well, this is the right thing to do because, you know, I don't know anything else. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, you know, I didn't have an office job beforehand. It was always quite physical. So I learned loads. And then when I worked at, at Broadbean, that's where I kind of excelled in my career. Yeah. Quite, quite a bit because I settled down. I, um, at the yeah, time, I mean, you, you were there obviously six years just checking your LinkedIn profile. So that's yeah, a, that's a good that's a good stint. Yeah, six and a half years. You know, I, it was a it was a long time, um, and I enjoyed it. I really did. I had a really good time. You know, I, I um, at the time my wife was the one um, who said, actually, you know, you've tried recruitment. Why don't you try something else? Because I had a um, an offer with um, Morgan McKinley. And the reason why I chose Morgan McKinley was because they had a brand. And it's so important to have a brand as well. And it's important in this day and age to, in any sales organization to, to have a brand, to, to make sure um, you um, can associate with that brand. Um, and that's why I interviewed at Morgan McKinley. They gave me the job and then I, got a phone call from Broadbean to look and we know you've just had an offer from Morgan McKinley but just have a look at what we can do for you or and and what, what what's on offer went to the Broadbean offices you know people were wearing jeans I came in in a full three-piece suit <laughs> with a waistcoat and everything and tie <laughs> everyone's got jeans on got music blaring I'm like this is incredible um and uh yeah I said where do I sign up? Because this is definitely me. This is definitely, you know, I could feel the energy and I knew recruitment. Um, and I know how recruiters and, and owners' minds think. So I was like, this could be a really easy sell. You know, and, and in my first um, month of, of being at Broadbean, I, I did um, a couple of deals and, you know, it was, it was a buzz. And, you know, Broadbean, hats off to them, giving me this platform. Um, that I'll never, never forget. Um, I had a really good time. You're, you're a development manager there, so you you were managing a team. Um, no, I mean I was I was I was running my my desk, and when there was new people on board, I would then um, train them up and um, kind of go through the whole sell cycle. Um, so I did that for a while. Um, so that was quite good. I like that. But I didn't really manage a team. I didn't have, I didn't have that growth. Um, it was only just sell as much as you can every single month, and then we'd start all over again. And you know, there was that cycle. And, and, and I think, yeah, go for it. After you, I was, just, I was saying, I think after a while, after six and a half years, you get, you get kind of complacent a little bit. Well, I was going to ask, what, what, were the, what were the kind of steps that led up to you thinking about Pager? How did Pager evolve? So, um, 
I mean, let's take, I mean, take a, taking a step back here. So take a step back. You know, if you look at social media, I mean, we've always looked at social media in Idaho, and I'm sure that when you're at Broadbean, there were, there were similar discussions, which is that when it comes to uh, job posting and social media, there's a desire to misuse um, social media by uh, recruitment agencies because they, perhaps not so much now, but it used to be that there was a desire to, you know, spray job ads onto Twitter feeds. And that, that's, not, that's not how you use Twitter. It's not how you engage um, with people, how you engage your brand on social media. So there's, there's a way of using social media. And yeah, 100%. Uh, there is definitely a way of using social media. And it's not just job after job after job. You've yeah. got to push value. And by pushing out jobs, jobs, job, left, right, and center, even though our, our product does that, um, it's not what we um, it's not what we advertise. Not what we we say to our clients to do. And you shouldn't do that. You should be giving out value. You should be posting out jobs um, as and when you can, doing your 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 manual content as well. If you can get that right, and if you can do that consistently, then then you know you are going to give someone. Or, or a lot of people value and people are going to be interested in following with you um so what were those steps and what were the drivers that led you to identify pager as an opportunity so this well the, basically um when i was at broadbean i couldn't see a career progression um you know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't see that. Um, I, like I said, I had everything I had, you know, the money was great, you know, family was brilliant, but something inside me just wasn't complete. So I'd, I did, I took a massive risk and said, look, I'm going to go, go on holiday and just clear my head out. Right. And I, I've never done that before. And so I did, I did it. And it was really cool. It was really nice spending time with family. I then got a call from Kelly and said, and he was like, look, at the time, I don't know if you knew this, but we rebranded from um, Content App to Pager. Yes, you mentioned, yeah. And uh, he said, look, you know, I've got this product that basically gives um, recruiters the ability to, to add value to their social media. And at the time when I was at Broadbean, there was a bit of a shift. People were looking at their um, website a bit more. They were um, not using as many job boards um, as when I first started. Um, and they were considering social media a lot more and they were considering their website a lot more. And the other good thing is, and still I see this today, is they were considering like marketing to come in. I think bringing marketing has been, it's still quite a new thing for recruiters. Mm -hmm. It's a it's evolving thing and it's happening in front of my eyes. And uh, so, yeah, so Kay said, look, do, do, you want, do you want in on this? And I, and I said, yeah, let's, let's do it. You know, it's a, it's a new thing. It's uh, still in recruitment. And uh, um, Darren uh, was obviously the CTO of Broadbean. He produced and made the product and uh, I said why not you know let's go for it 
Uh, and it was quite funny because Kelly said, um, you know, how are you going to go to market? And I said, well, I'm just, I'm just going to get, the, I'm just going to hit the phones. I'm just, just going to hit the phones. So it's what I've done, you know? Yeah. And he goes, right, so you're just going to hit the phones, yeah? So you're not going to, you know, push out content or anything like that. I said, no, I'm just going to you know, hit the phone, and just hit my network. And then over time, I started to actually create videos and, and push out content that I, I, that I truly believe. And started to then get responses and likes and comments. And I'd follow up with that and follow up with the people and engage with people. So not only was I doing the phone calls, but I was also doing stuff on social media as well. And I think in sales and in recruitment as well, if you can do both, so hit the phones. So I'm not saying the phone is dead by any means, otherwise I'd be a hypocrite. But if you can push content onto your own platform, to your own followers and your own beliefs, whatever it is, whatever niche you're in, and pick up the phone and speak to people, because you know that's the, the aim of the game, I still believe in sales, then you're, I, I, ultimately your revenue is going to go up. Because that's what I've noticed in the last two years of, of doing this, and it's really paid off. Listen, um, isn't it, would you... My observation is that if you take you know, getting on the phone, the the way previously you might have got on the phone by picking up the yellow pages and saying, right, I'm going to call all the recruiters and, and try and sell um, broadbeam products to them. Nowadays, what you would do is, um, apart from the fact it's, it's obviously illegal under GDPR, I guess. Is it not under GDPR? But yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah we're, not, we're not meant to be cold calling anyone anymore. But just no, putting, no, that, no. putting that aside, um, you know, the... The elegance that you can execute sales now is that you warm up your leads through social media and and um, content marketing and understanding the digital footprint of your warm leads, getting them to a point where you're able to send a message and pick up the phone and talk to them. So by the time you pick up the phone, you've pre-qualified them using digital marketing techniques. And, and in theory, you combine your, your phone skills with those techniques you end up with a much better yeah much better use of your time combining them. I, I couldn't i couldn't agree more a adding on to the fact that you've done your research as well so you've actually looked at their profile and seen that they've won an award or you know they're yeah. using volcanic to power their website or you know the, the whole basic stuff of, of speaking to someone and doing your research before calling them it's it's you you get a much stronger um conversation out of them because they know you've done their research you've engaged with them on social media so you can quite easily have that conversation it's really easy and, I, and i've been doing that for a while now and you know people go oh you know bro i've seen selfies you know i've, I've seen this i've seen that and, and i and i do i do get re a really good response from it um you know i should be doing more um and i do you know we do do quite a bit um and that's how we started you know, started out, you know, now obviously we're, we're going to be doing like um, much higher um, marketing this year, um, which is great for us. Um, you know, we're hopefully moving offices um, very soon um, to, to large premises in Bethnal Green, so closer to London. So it's it's evolving. We're, we're evolving really, really quickly. And, and um, you know, we're, we're going at a pace where we're comfortable with. Um, and it's exciting times, you know. 
um, especially moving offices that we're closer to London. When, it when just you, gives you a sign that we're growing. When, when you look at, I mean, social, just looking at social media um, for, for a minute, as, you, as you've learned that skill, who, who, are the, who are the leaders, who are the, who are the people that you, you've seen who make the best use of social, social media and who, who would you share with people on the podcast as to, you know, good methodologies, people that you can learn from, from what, what have you found? Um, what, on social media, like LinkedIn? I mean, I... Um, who's, who's doing it right? Who's doing it right? Um, I mean, look, there are a lot of... Um, there's a lot of people that you can follow. So people like Gary Vaynerchuk, and you can learn from them. I actually have... Um, I'm quite uh, a deep, meaningful guy. And I actually... I'm starting to... I don't know if you're a fan of Russell Brand, but I oh, yeah. speak to I, I I listen to some of his stuff because it kind of makes sense in my mind, most of the stuff anyway. Um, Is he still doing the trues? Yeah, on Facebook, yeah. Do you, do you, do you, yeah. I haven't, I haven't listened to any of his trues for a, for a while, but I did, I did like um, listening in on them. Yeah, I, 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 like, I like them. They, they're, quite, they're quite nice and... Uh, he um, kind of makes sense in, in my head, uh, yeah. and, and I like it. it. It kind of entertains me. But, but yeah, people like Gary Vaynerchuk, I've um, I've listened to for for, for some time. Um, you know, in, in the industry, you know, you've got some great marketing uh, companies. We do work with them. We're not against them. You have people like uh, Glenn Southern, um, good good friend of mine, uh, Robert Woodford. Um, you know, we we work closely with him. Um, he's a great guy. Um, they come in on that top level marketing. So, you know, the email campaigns, the PPC stuff, where we come in, in a, if you can think of it as like a triangle, we, we page it as the bottom part of the triangle. So the stuff that recruiters don't have time for, like putting out really fancy imagery and putting out content out, relevant content, that's where pager comes in. The, the top bit is, the stuff that marketing agencies would do with what Robert Woodford would do or, or Glenn Southam would do. So, so they're definitely doing right. Glenn, I don't know if you, do you know Glenn Southam at all? No, I don't. He, um, so if you follow him, he has a, um, a podcast as well called the lonely marketeers. And he, um, he, he definitely, um, he definitely, uh, hits home on some of the points and he speaks to a lot of marketeers within recruitment agencies and it's um it's an interesting one and you should follow him and mm. he's doing it definitely right um and he'll be doing a, an event um this year with Robert Woodford and I'm, I'm really excited about that as well the I mean the the observation I always see from the successful marketeers are that they have a singular message and they focus and reinforce that message over a long period of time and pretty much that's it. You got you. You got your various modalities. You obviously need some thought leadership. Um, it helps if if you're not stupid and you can have a conversation around it. So there's there's a few yeah. caveats there, but the at the, <laughs> yeah. at the the essence is um, a simple message, a simple focus, and then yeah. repetition and constantly banging the same drum. And if you do that, you will you will get to that particular place the only additional question is that the place that you want to get to um so you you have to make sure your your direction is is correct 
But that, that seems well, to be the commonality, simplicity and focus over a long period of time. 100%. It's consistency. That's, that's the key. And the problem you've got with um, Marcus is, and their common problem that I face every single day, and I'll, I'm going to have this conversation again today, is recruiters don't have time for it. Sorry, Steve. Recruiters don't have time for it. I, you know, I'm struggling to get my consultants to share stuff out. I create a white paper that's taking me half a day and they're just not doing it because they don't have time for it because they are just on the phones, they're out in meetings. They, they just don't have time for it. Mm -hmm. So I just focus on the company page and maybe, you know, my CEO might want to post it and he'll, he'll take the time or she will take the time. But, and, yep. that, and that's the common trait every single time. I speak to marketers every single day and that is their, um, their, their pet um, hate. The other one is, uh, you know, sometimes they'll go off brand and they'll create a job. They'll go on Google and they'll, <laughs> and they'll pick out a, an image that they're not supposed to use and then we're in trouble as a business. That's, uh, that's a common one as well. I've had that a couple of times. This is quite, quite, quite a good one. And what and what are the you know other other mistakes that you see business owners making? I mean, what's the what are kind of the common errors that you observe, and how can they be fixed? Um, look, I I don't, I don't want to come across as a a, a, a guru by, by any stretch of means because I'm still learning myself as a sales director and as a a, um, a co-founder. I, I I don't want to be a guru. I've never ran a, a recruitment agency, but looking, looking in, let's start with the positives, right? I, I, I see a lot of trust in owners because you can now do, you know, uh, homeworking, um, flexi hours. Yeah. That never happened when I was doing recruitment. Like yeah. you were yeah. in the office. Now they're doing flexi hours. They're, they're thinking about parents coming back to work. That is great. I love to see that. I hope I am right in saying that and people are still doing that because it's really important. Uh, me being a family guy, another kid on the way, it's really imperative to have that in place. You've got to be somewhat flexible um, and, and give some sort of trust. If you're not bringing in the results, then sure, you, you've got to sit down and go, right, what's going on? But sure, you've got to give some flexibility. And I think giving flexibility, then maybe a, a small pay rise goes a long way. Uh, you know, I agree with me or not, Steve, but I, I think that's, it's really important. And I think people will appreciate that more than getting a pay rise. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, different, different cultures, different... Um... Uh, resonances as well. I mean, uh, if you take uh, the culture in some of the Asian countries, then it's all about the titles. Yeah. If you if you work in China, the amount of titles that you'll have in an organisation is absolutely huge because um, the the important focus there is um, about you know you you're, you're getting a an upgrade of title, so you can be the kind of right. senior vice vice president assistant to the whatever you know there's so many titles because that that's that's the kind of part of the the cultural requirement for feeling good about your job i think in the in the in the west flexibility has been a a big one and and that probably has evolved out the americanization of the cubicle which is a pretty horrible way of of people working and um and i 
also the irony of that when laptops first came about, you, uh, I remember I, in my early working days working at IBM and you got very excited when someone got a laptop, realized that what it meant was that you would stay inside your cubicle with your laptop. And then when you, when you went home in the evening or at the weekend, you had your laptop. So you're kind of getting the worst of both worlds in that case. But you still got it with you. Yeah. Yeah. And you I still do, had to stay in the cubicle. <laughs> my wife hates it. Yeah. So, um, I think where we have now evolved to with, with flex, you know, uh, flexible working, it's something that we've always embraced in Idaboo because Idaboo has, has been a, a very distributed company. Our heart's in Barcelona, and but we, we have um, our presence with the team and bit in the UK, Poland, Ukraine, um, and out out here in Asia. So we, we are spread spread out and flexible working has always been part of the of the culture and um yeah we we believe in it massively you know you trust your people and yeah uh, i think people still want pay rises by the way but 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 flexibility is definitely definitely a a, the way things should be 100 percent. i mean um also a good culture within the actual office as well like you you want to get up in the morning and go to work. You don't want to be going somewhere and going, oh God, I've got to go there again today. That's that's red signs all over. When you get when you get that, that's it. You you shouldn't be there. Like you, most of the time, you half of your life you spent at work, right? Yeah. You spend long hours there. You've got to create an environment that people are going to love and enjoy and come to work because if you can get that right then people will stay and be loyal and work for the business. If you don't get that right, then you're just going to have churn coming through the door in and out, in and out. Because back then, 2007, eight, it was all about money. It was, I can, I can give you this. You can 